You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time, new year. How y'all boys feeling? Y'all good? Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. It's, uh, it's a good year. I'm up in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Silk, uh, a couple years ago, we had the opportunity to talk about me shooting off a cannon, and I'm at the mm. exact mm. same place. So oh. who knows? Might be firing off yeah, a cannon or two tonight. You got a real cannon this time? You got the baby uh, cannon. Same size cannon. Oh, oh sorry to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that they haven't upgraded the cannon yet. Uh, they haven't upgraded yeah, the uh, cannon. New Year's cannon. Tra- cannon. The, Still the cannon. cannon the, the cannon trading market uh, was a little down uh, yeah, over yeah, the last yeah. two years, so haven't been able to upgrade. The COVID supply chain issues have really hit cannon yeah. supplies. But, <laughs> yeah, I can um, see that. I'll yeah, tell you what. I can see that being the thing. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Getting these uh, cannon hands ready. Amen. Cannon market uh, hasn't really uh, picked up since the bubonic plague, Dan. <laughs> need uh, a reason you... to fire off cannons, but um, soon come. Soon come. Uh, so, Nick, you guys have a good New Year. You guys do anything last night? I went out to dinner at like the most watched time. Uh, we had reservations at six fifteen. <laughs> like, we ate uh, six fifteen. You know, everything's not running on time, so we didn't we didn't sit down to like seven something. But I was home by like nine. Uh, just watched some college football. Unfortunately, Georgia uh, had another wide receiver get hurt, and it benefited them greatly, man. But I just ate dinner at uh, Carmine's in Palm Beach Gardens. Mm. Great, great restaurant right off of uh, PGA. Good vibes. Had some Italian dinner, some fish. What about you? Easy, uh, easy, easy for me. Just stayed in. Um, Watch watch college football. Two great playoff games. Wild oh, that you get great, one great. of the one of the most egregious wide lefts I've ever seen. Like right as oh, the man, ball drops, my mom was like, "Flip over so we can watch the ball drop." And me and my dad are like, "They are trying to kick the game winning field goal right now. That's the ball that we're going to be watching, not anyone in in Times Square." Um, but yeah, just hung out with uh, the fiance, mom, dad, uh, watching football all day. Yeah, that, uh, that TCU game, Michigan, uh, TCU Michigan game was incredible. That third quarter, I'm over here in Raleigh. Uh, I'll be back in Tampa tomorrow. That's why we're recording on a Sunday instead of Monday. I got to spend all day driving tomorrow. Uh, but uh, here in Raleigh, we uh, went over to uh, to Brooks. We're at Brooks' sister's house, uh, and we went over to their friend's place. And we were watching and um, you know trying to mingle and and get to know everybody that was there. But uh, that third quarter was happening, and you know you would you would see them score a touchdown, you turn away to talk and just, you know, carry on. And then you turn away, you know, turn back to the TV and there's another touchdown. You do the same thing. There's another touchdown. So a uh, really good game. Uh, congrats to TCU. That's cool uh, to see them win and, and a new team get there. Uh, and then unfortunately, you know, Georgia won. So um, is what it is. Uh, hoping TCU can, can figure out a way to, uh, to win this one. Yeah. Good luck with that, bro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't, I don't see it happening, but yeah, you yeah. know, OSU blew, the tr- OSU blew the church's money, man. They had they 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 had one job, dog, and they had them against the wall. 
uh Harrison getting hurt. I don't want to talk too much about this uh yeah. Georgia game, but uh Harrison get hurt changed everything down the stretch for them. That last minute time, last second time out that the refs decided to give Kirby on the um the fake punt. All of that mm. was just like, you know, storytelling, national championship vibes, man. So hopefully the frogs can pull it off, but I am I'm not optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Horn. Yeah, what, what, this big is what horns. they do, right? Yeah, big horns. Big horns. Uh, all right, boys, let's get into the show. We got uh, some big news in Gator Nation. Uh, as always, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Allen Horn Insurance uh, over there in Jasper, Georgia, which I believe is near Valdosta, right? So uh, 706-692-2888. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, give him a call. Uh, life insurance, car insurance, boat insurance, renter's insurance, boat life whatever it might be give him a call 706-692-2888 or alan horn that's a-l-a-n-h-o-r-n-e insurance.com again alan horn insurance or 706-692-2888 all right gentlemen uh, about a week and a half ago uh, Edgar Thompson from the Orlando Sentinel put uh, put a tweet out that was quickly deleted uh, that said defensive tackle Cameron Jackson from the Memphis Tigers would be transferring to uh, the University of Florida. Uh, he had not entered the transfer portal. His team had not yet played at that point. Uh, regardless of that news, uh, a few days later, he enters the transfer portal uh, and on Today's Sunday, so on Friday night, uh, Cameron Jackson announced that he would be committing to the University of Florida. Uh, he had scheduled a visit uh, for next week, uh, but obviously a huge get for the Gators. Things uh, sped up. Yeah, oh yeah, has three years. <laughs> Uh, to play too, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, in 2022, he is a redshirt sophomore. Uh, in 2022, had 41 tackles, two and a half for a loss, uh, and a sack. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him as a 76.4 against the run and a 72.6 against uh, the pass um, as a uh, as a redshirt sophomore. Six foot five, 271 pounds. Big weight. Uh, mm. So give me your thoughts on Cameron Jackson. Uh, first of all, shout out to uh, Edgar Gunner. Yeah, got it. Hey, man, snitch so yeah, hard. Man, man had that scoop. Man had that scoop. Listen, not only your rivals, only only your rivals tamper. Florida would never. Mm -mm. I mean, I just you we're the only ones getting told on. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> uh, uh, despite the tampering, despite despite the allegation of tampering, I would say uh, we was able to pull this. So I know some fans were like. Uh, kind of nervous. Oh, can we still even recruit this kid? I think Edgar kind of spilled the beans there a little bit, but a uh, great get putting that size of a body right beside uh, Deshaun Watson is just crazy. Uh, we got Caleb Banks as well as a defensive tackle, so that room is flipping. If you could consider the recruiting class and also what we bring in the portal, that room is damn near flip. I wouldn't mind one more, but uh, a guy that LSU in Miami was after and it sped up a little bit, I think, because of Miami sh shenanigans. We know how Miami get down. Uh, as soon as I I, I I seen him go in the portal, and then right away I get a text, hey, Miami's entering the picture. I was like, man, here it is go again. Uh, but Billy and the guys were able to shore him up uh, without a visit. I know he said he was coming next week, but he ended up saying he was making a decision uh, Christmas Eve night. Was that Christmas Eve night? My mistake. Mm, yeah. The night before Christmas Eve, I believe. Anywho, Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve's Eve. Anywho, uh, 
APM rolled around. Uh, he committed. His recruitment was still going after that. I don't think Miami gave up just because he said he was coming, but they was able to pull him in. A great need, man. Uh, we got to show up both sides of the trenches. Uh, defense is starting to get there a little bit. Yeah, I did. Uh, I've been doing a breakdown position by position. I've gotten everything covered, I think, except corners and special teams. Um, the room definitely flipped. I mean, you've got a bunch of guys. Um, uh, coming back in that defensive end slot. So I kind of slid um, Tyreek sat back there. Um, Florida told me that Cameron, um, hey, Ma, uh, that Cameron is more of a defensive tackle than a nose tackle. So I think you put him, like Silk just said, you kind of put him next to Des Watson. Um, I really like Chris McClellan. McClellan. Um, that, that room is pretty deep. I mean, obviously, um, there's, there's a lot of freshmen. Uh, we'll get into the Under Armour stuff, like what, how Will Norman's looking. But, I mean, that that dude does not look 300 pounds. It doesn't move like he's 300 pounds. Um, so there's a lot of guys there. Um, I, I don't know how great they are. Like, I don't know if that's, you know, the, the strength. But as I go through and look at all these, I, I looked at defensive line. I'm like, in terms of top-end talent and depth, I think it might be one of the best rooms now um, on the team heading into 2023. Nice yeah, I think that you probably want to get – what do you think, one more defensive tackle? Yeah, um, I, I don't in know. That group? Maybe not a nose I tackle just, necessarily, but – Yeah, well, I just saw I, I just saw Rob, Rob post in there. I, I mean, Cameron Banks looks like an offensive tackle. Um, you Caleb, don't need Caleb, him. Caleb Banks? Caleb, sorry. Or, Caleb, yeah. Caleb. Okay. Caleb Banks looks like an offensive tackle. Um, kind of just long and lean. I don't think he's – They say he can't play – they say he can play both, and they, uh, I think he played a little bit of both, and he had some like practice film at both at, at Louisville, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, well, you think he looks a little lean like an offensive tackle? I think he's looking a little light to play defensive tackle. I don't think he's defensive end. I slid him in at defensive tackle, um, in my breakdown. Um, mm -hmm. but when I look at that defensive tackle room, I think he's probably, in my opinion, right now, and granted, I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him live. Um, a lot of this is, is kind of me projecting. Um, stuff right now, but um, I mean, I'd put him behind Cameron Jackson and Tyreek Sapp at defensive tackle, so I think right now you're looking at a depth piece, but listen, when you were talking about the interior defensive line, Florida needed depth. I mean, we, Gators were looking crazy last year having uh, Germont Dexter play like 68 snaps versus Utah. Like, that's wild, but it just shows you that you needed the depth, so I, I, that's I a think, part of the uh, recruiting the portal, though. You can't just get sure. absolute starters. You're gonna have to get deaf pieces, so every mm -hmm. name isn't gonna be an absolute superstar or name that was a former five star recruit or anything like that. So you yeah. need guys that can rotate in and be able to play play snaps and also yeah. come in an injury uh, situation. And that's where I think uh, if, you, if just off topic real quick, I think that's what they need to do at running back as well. Like you, mm -hmm. you, you look wild going into a season with three right. scholarship running backs. Wild. Right. Uh -huh. but, but how do you, but how do you sell that to a redshirt junior transfer portal kid? Hey, uh, we have two guys who almost ran for a thousand yards last year. Do you want to come and chill? <laughs> do you want to come and chill with them? So like, that's why when, when they offered the, um, I can't remember where he went. It was, I think it was like North Carolina A&T. When they offered him, I'm like, okay, maybe, but that kid's also trying to go somewhere to get some run to then show, hey, I can play at this P5 level and, and get drafted. So yeah. I wonder if Florida needs to turn back to the high school ranks. Um, I'm assuming Montreal Johnson has another year like he did and he's gone. So that 2023 running back room with those three guys doesn't scare off a, a freshman 
um, or a high school recruit as much as it would mm -hmm. a, a junior in the transfer portal or, or, or a guy who has one year of eligibility left. But I think you need yeah. to add another uh, another running back. Yeah, just so Nick, following the follows. I'm sorry, real quick. Just this, this no, is ahead. a smaller tidbit. Just following the follows. They it looked like they're going after like a FCS, uh, yeah, like freshman sophomore type running back right now. It seems just from following the follows of the staff. What's and and that's that's realistically what you can land, right? Right. Well, that's realistically what you what you want, right? Um, you know, Florida has themselves in a position where you know you you have Johnson and Etn next year, assuming Montreal Johnson has a, another good year. Uh, then you have Etn, you have Webb, you have any number of you know probably need at least two in the recruiting class next year. They wanted two in this class. You know, I don't know what the prospects and what the relationships of those that look like otherwise are. Um, you know, but I think that the opportunity is, is you sell, Hey, you know, we ran a lot of three back rotations, you know, stuff like, well, some three back rotation stuff last year uh, or this past season, you bring in another guy and say, Hey, next year, we're going to need another workhorse with ETN. Cause I think if you look back at all of uh, Napier's career, he's always relied on, on two quarterbacks very heavily. So that's going to fall on recruiting more than it is just, is there an opportunity today? It's an opportunity of, Hey, we need you you know, next year and the year after. So um, I think it makes sense from what both of you guys are saying about, you know, getting either that FCS person or that person that's maybe a little bit buried on a depth chart somewhere that's looking to come home uh, that might be able to spell something. But Florida definitely has a precarious situation there. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that this staff absolutely needs to, to figure out uh, one more person. And, Nick, the question I was going to ask you is I think that you posted that the Gators have 76 scholarship athletes right now. Um, so my, my scholarship had 77, then you take off for shot Torrance 76, but then mm. you add, um, Cameron, you add Cameron, Hema, uh, back to 77 now. Okay. So that, that gives them eight theoretical opportunities, right? I, I don't imagine that all eight will get taken up. I know you're going to give some walk-ons and stuff like that, some, some stuff. So let's just say the Gators are probably looking for what, five I mean, five to seven, yeah. 10, 10, as I'm going through, it was kind of an exercise for me personally. And, and my opinion will certainly change after I see these guys, but it was an exercise for me kind of just to familiarize myself room by room doing this series, like 10, like the 85 is, is a fictional number uh, until fall camp. So don't worry about the scholarship numbers right now. Like you need to be 85 when fall camp starts. Oh, um, no, 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 for sure. No, I'm just thinking of what, what can a reasonable fan expect over the next couple of weeks? We've got 17 days, oh. I think we determined, in terms of transfer portal and everything else, right? Yeah, 17 um, days. You have two You have two uh, windows. So uh, what do you think about fall camp? We need to be at a certain – you you're trying to add those 10? Because um, I, I can foresee them getting um, – I don't know if another 10 by like the 17. No, 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 no. no. I, when I say that, I'm looking at – glaring holes whether it's depth or you need better players you need starters and i'm like you need to get in as many as possible i'm not saying like florida will get 10 by january 18th remember ricky pearsall was you know a, a, a post spring ad, or a, a, a second portal spring ad last year right, right. there's going to be guys um you know that hit the portal after spring and, and that might be florida guys like guys at florida that were like hey i was gonna give it a shot but, you know, Florida's got, like, 16 kids coming in. Like, hey, I, I'm a redshirt sophomore. I'm not going to play this year. This this for, true freshman is going to get some run this year. He might overtake me. I need to go somewhere else. So you might get – you're going to get more portal movement in that two-week period 
come spring. So when I say 10, I think, I think there's just so much, there's so many glaring holes at, at, at position groups, whether it's depth or you need a, a top end starter. Um, that I think Florida needs to, to be aggressive, more aggressive. And, and maybe we'll see some guys, you know, um, that, that play bowl games. There's a bunch of bowl games tomorrow. Maybe guys are just waiting to hit the portal. Um, so I'm not freak. Go ahead. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that like more of the guys they want are more like uh, my, my guy Cameron Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and then and, and maybe Edgar Gunner because he has that information already. And he knows that type of stuff. But I'm hoping that there's just guys, and that's just the game. You know, I'm not saying that they do this. This is just us talking on stadium, Miguel. But hopefully, they're tampering with some some rosters, bro. Um, that allegedly, allegedly. all tampering is alleged. Correct, because we need offensive linemen. Uh, shout out to Michael Tarquin. He ends up at uh, USC out there in California after transferring. Uh, so our biggest glaring needs right now, after assuring the D-line a little bit, and I, and I still wouldn't mind a couple pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, but offensive line. Uh, tackle. Tackle is, is tackle scary. Sure. Tackle scary. You've got, you got four tackles. Um, they moved Cam Waits in, in the middle of last year. They moved him from tackle to guard. The staff feels that – uh, his mobility, his quickness, his footwork that he needs players on either side of him that he's more of a guard. Um, but you've got four tackles. They keeping him um, at guard? I, I, I mean, listen, like when you look at the roster, your your offensive tackles right now on the roster are William Harad, Austin Barber, Jordan Herman, and David Connor. The only one that's really played, played, played in that group is Barber. Um so do you have to move Cam Waits back? I mean, you've got a bunch of guards, Simmons, Leonard, uh, Farmer, Williams, Kearney, love it coming in. Um, I think Najee Harris will, will fill in at center, but like you, you need, yeah. you need tackles. Um, and, and I know that there's a name we can, there is a name. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about him, Nick? Yeah, yeah. They're, um, so okay. Walter Rouse from Stanford, yeah. um, he was a four-year starter, uh, left tackle at Stanford. Um, really smart kid. I, I mean, that probably goes without saying, you know, being from Stanford. Right. He, took, he took a visit to Auburn, um, Florida, active, actively recruiting him, trying to get him in for a visit. Um, would be a grad transfer, ton of playing time, ton of experience. Um, if Florida were to land him, I think you've got your starting tackles in – and Barber and Rouse, Bruce, Rouse, yeah. I think it's Rouse. Rouse. Um, and, and if you're a kid from Stanford, uh, no slight to the University of Auburn, uh, or Auburn University, um, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a kid who's already, who went to Stanford and graduated with a degree in four years, uh, probably want to go to a school like Florida, uh, just academic wise. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the rankings here for, uh, on threes portal when it comes to uh, offensive tackles we've got uh gunner britain from western kentucky that's highly regarded he's uncommitted uh but uh outside of that man um it's a it's a you it's, have, there's not a lot of depth Ken, there you have kenyatta goodwin from kentucky you have Walter Rouse. Uh, he's ranked as the 19th best tackle um and then you know chris walker from I don't even know what school this logo is. One moment here, Montana from the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, and then you start working your way down to, to a number of folks. But if you were to look at your top uh, 10 
Uh, only two were uncommitted. If you look at your top 20, only three more are uncommitted. So of the top 20, only five aren't. Uh, and a lot of those that are uh, not committed are, are being, you know, crystal balled or um, you know, in the recruiter, you know, prediction ratings that, uh, that on three has for other schools. So opportunity is, is pretty limited in terms of tackle. So, I mean, on offense, we agree. And this, maybe we can have a bigger discussion here on just like activity itself, right? You need probably help at quarterback. I don't know what you do or who you get or how you get a quarterback, right? But you bring in Graham Mertz, you have Jack Miller, you have Brant Max Brown, and then you have Jalen Kittenham. Are you comfortable with those four or not? Does Florida want to try to get maybe another? I don't know. It seems like they might be comfortable with those four. You need somebody else at running back. You probably need somebody at tight end, and then you definitely need somebody at the offensive line. You probably need at least four people right there just on the offensive side of the ball, and right now the Gators have zero. Well, I think uh, – and I'm going to butcher the name. I don't know how to say it. I think um, I think you're done at tight end. Um you're going to, unless Keon Zipper leaves, but I think I've got four to seven right now. Um, Andrew Savinia. Yeah. I thought he was. Um, yeah. They moved him towards the end of last year. Um, they moved him towards the end of last year to tight end. And I think that'll be a move that, that they stick with. I just don't see him making an impact where he was uh, with the Jack linebackers. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's so that's you got to. I, I had him and, and listed then, as an and, offensive linebacker. That's what I was. Or outside linebacker. And, and, and then going back to like the sale thing, like if you're, if you're selling running back, that's a tough sell to to a guy in the transfer portal. What what is your sales pitch to a to like an elite tight end? If if you if you've got yeah. if there's a Kyle Pitts in the 2023 class, what what are you showing him from your UL film or your Florida film to be like, hey man, you should come here and do this. I mean, the only thing that you can sell, right, is that a lack of product, a lack of the person in that role and saying, hey, this is what we want to do and this is what we can do and this is what opens up in our offense, right? But it's kind of similar to like Mike Jacecki with the Dolphins, right? Like he doesn't fit Mike McDaniel's, you know, offense and it, it's kind of a square peg round hole. You try to, you know, throw some balls, you know, to him to try to make him, you know, somewhat happy, but it's just not working. And I think that you saw that with offensive uh, or with uh, tight end in the offense last year, but I, you're right. I don't know what you do, but at some point you need help there, right? Cause you don't have good blockers or you don't have good pass catching tight ends. You kind of have average at both and they definitely need some help there. Um, you know, so in my opinion, the Gators absolutely need a quarterback. I mean, you you can push somebody out, you know, after the quarterback. Spring. You said, yeah, quarter, quarter, yeah. Oh. Just we're talking just on offense right now. I think the Gators need help there. I think that room is is not good. Um, whether they do or not, I don't know, but I do not think that that's a, a room that I feel confident in right now. Running back, you need that for depth. Offensive line, you need a tackle. Well, let's let, let's 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 stop and go. And, and I want to talk about quarterback real quick. I yeah, I'm I'm kind of learning that you, you take Billy Napier when he says things, because he will be very guarded. We get a lot of coach speak. But when Billy Napier, when I asked him, I was like, hey, what are you doing at quarterback? It's like, you've got two scholarship guys, and you're signing, you're bringing in a third. Do you want four? Do you want five? He said, we're going to get, uh, we're going to go into the portal. They got one of Graham Mertz, and we're going to get a preferred walk-on. They got a preferred walk-on. I tend now, and, and <clears throat> this is just one year of covering Billy Napier, um, I tend to take him at his word. And I think Florida's done unless Max Brown leaves, um, unless Jack Miller leaves. And, and like Jack Miller, 
shouldn't be allowed to leave because he was already in the portal. But like, well, if he, if he graduates, the, the kid, right? the, I mean, he's been here a year. He was at Ohio State well, what a year and a half. So like, well, theoretically, the, the way that these kids do school, like, you can get done in two and a half, three years. The NCAA is not challenging waivers either. Like, the who's the kid from Slovis is on like his fourth yeah. school. Yeah, like, BYU. NCAA is just like, yeah, man, sure. You want to leave? Go, go ahead. Like the NCAA yeah. went to Congress, asked for help. Congress was like, let's look at your anti your antitrust, <laughs> your, your tax yeah. exemption. And they were like, you know what? Let the kids have fun. <laughs> Let them do what they want to do. Um, so unless unless there's movement out of the quarterback room, I think Florida's done, and, and that's that's your room. I think I, I I think Jack Miller. I think fans are jumping off Jack the Jack Miller train too early. I don't think Jack Miller is uh, an all SEC quarterback by any means, but like fans saw him in a glorified scrimmage, a glorified practice, and then in a game without Florida's, I'll say second best receiver in Justin Shorter, um, and and without a, uh, a, a their best offensive lineman, you're playing a team that really wanted to be there to win their, you know, uh, their tenth game versus you're leading a bunch of guys who were really happy to go to Las Vegas and then you know be there early enough to go home and spend time with their family for Christmas. So I think I, I don't think Graham Mertz is the day one starter either. I think those two will battle it out. Maybe, um, you know, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know what Graham Mertz expects or not. I, I think, you know, in, in terms of productivity and what they've been able to produce, that Graham Mertz probably goes in as your starter over Jack Miller, just strictly because he's done better than Jack Miller has in the opportunities that he's had. Now, obviously there's going to be learning the offense and being able to put two and two together. But I mean, in my opinion, and Silk, I don't know what, what your thoughts are here is I would imagine that Zach or uh, that, uh, that uh, Mertz expects that he is the starter going into next season. And I don't know, I don't know if he was if he told differently. That. I don't know if he's, I, I don't think they promised him the job. Just, I don't think he's good enough yeah. for that type of uh, promises. I think Mertz is looking for a place and an opportunity and that's what they gave him. Um, I think we'll see that too. When, when, when the reps start getting distributed in spring, I think there'll be pretty 50, 50 between him and uh, Jack Miller. Uh, there's going to be a competition. Competition is just going to bring out the best of them anyway. Uh, I don't have an opinion on who who may win that job. I, I do have like this. <laughs> it's just like it's a crapshoot on like guessing it. Uh, I, like yeah. I'm with Nick. I don't think we learned a lot about um, anything new from from Jack Miller that game. Uh, my opinion is uh, could could one of these guys turn into Hendon Hooker and and, and uh, Bo Nix and and and, ch- and turn their career around with a new coach, uh, older in the system, a little bit more mature at a new destination that's possible i ain't banking on it but you know we got to see guys like um i was having joe milton coming out of high school and he just mm-hmm. had a, a, a very good yeah, really good orange ball yeah yeah and you just watch the close to his see his season um and just like don't don't look like the same guy went to michigan uh and then when he first got to tennessee he struggled for more as well so mm-hmm. the light could come on for these guys this season who knows but i don't have an opinion on who who in the hell gonna win that that job? Um, and and also I don't see anything in the portal. Like who do you go get out of it? Right. It's easy to say we need another quarterback, dog. But who? who? All of them, most of those guys entering the quarterback and as entering the portal as a quarterback are damaged goods that everybody's like, yeah. why are we bringing them here? 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know. You know, I in my opinion, I think that Mertz is coming in as the expected starter. I think that if you were to create a, a depth chart right now, uh, based on hypotheticals, that that Mertz would be listed as your starter. I don't think that you leave Wisconsin, you know, and I know that Mertz didn't have a fantastic career at Wisconsin. I know that he was very up and down and fans are, are very shaky on him, you know, but I don't think that you leave Wisconsin and go to a school like Florida when there's a lot of other options that he could have gone where the expectation would be that he would start if he's not at least in the driver's seat to start. I've not seen Jack Miller really put anything together. I'm not saying that he couldn't, you know, in the spring game and in the bowl game. Yes. I know one's a glorified scrimmage and the other one was basically a glorified scrimmage on the Gators. end. I just don't, I don't know if I see it all work together right now. Shout out to Nicholas Mertz down there in the, in, in yeah, the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, Nick Mertz here um, in the chat. Um, Chris listen, Tillery. listen, he, he he's got a bunch. He's got a bunch of playing experience in in and that's big time football in the Big Ten. Playing at Wisconsin had a bad year last year. Um, totally different offense. I, like, he, yeah. he was he, he totally different offense. He he was he was not promised the starting job, but he's going to come in and compete for it. If he doesn't win it, then that means Jack Miller earned it. Cool. Mm-hmm. If he does, if he does win it, then that means he came in and he earned it. And, and I, that's all I'm saying. We're not yeah. sleeping uh, on on your brother <laughs> there, Nicholas. Um, um, Chris Sorley, um, big big fan of the show, says that we're sleeping on Max Brown. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris. Uh, Chris, appreciate Avenue, your, yeah, your your listening, but I, I don't Avenue, think yeah. that the Gators are sleeping on uh, on Max Brown. I, I was never a big fan of the Max Brown take to begin with. Not personal. I just think that they, you know, Gators were in a situation of of desperation with five weeks in their recruiting cycle to grab a quarterback. So, um, but uh, well, we'll see. So, on the offensive side of the ball, we think the Gators need help at the tackle position. I Nick still think guys tackle wise, like like they, they aren't just like these big names. Uh, Marcellus Johnson out of Eastern Washington, who's like a three year mm-hmm. starter. Um, mm-hmm. graded out as like one of the, I think, top two linemen in 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 FTS or whatever Eastern Washington is. Uh, another guy, all that stuff out of Utah. There's a lot of players out of Utah State that are just bolting. Um, they have a freshman that started that tackle. I think it's like Weslin uh, Lapuka or something like that. He's a mm-hmm. true freshman offensive tackle. Samo- Samoan, you already know the bloodlines like with those kids. Oh, Western Pacific, whatever that's called. This um, is a kid that teams. I need on my team. From that, look, look at that's a listen, look, that's look at a this five, guy, Silk. And this guy's a, a that's a five star offensive tackle right here. Three three star three star <laughs> player, seven star beard. Yeah, bro. I mean, he got a family. Look at that. Is Tilly. Is that Tilly? Yeah. Hey, that might be Tilly. Tilly. <laughs> that might be Tilly. Shout out to Tilly. Shout out to Tilly. He found some eligibility. Oh, you use my OT. Oh, Who's Chris man. Walker? Give me some more information. I, I think I read I know nothing well. about him. No, I just I just saw his no? beard here on on three. He's uh, from Montana. Uh, class year 2017, 6'6, uh, Went to Nebraska, then to Montana. Uh, it looks like um, on three has him ranked as their. Mm, I think tenth. No, somewhere. He's on this yeah. list somewhere. Oh, 24th best. So if you go down here, there's just not a lot of people, right? I mean, you know, Gunnar Britton from Western Kentucky, uh, originally from Conway, uh, which is uh, there in South Carolina. Uh, And then, you know, PJ Williams from A&M, 
You know, right now that looks like an SMU Colorado battle. Uh, this is Kenyatta Goodwin from Kentucky. Uh, Walter Rouse, who we talked it's like about. Kenyatta Goodwin. That's just a name. Like, right, Kenyatta yeah. Goodwin hasn't touched the field. There's questions about his work ethic and a whole lot of mm -hmm. other stuff, but he's for sure. He's going to be ranked off of just a name. Um, like, offensive tackle, what I'm looking for in the transfer portal and the offensive line is experience, like snaps, film mm -hmm. that we can see in, in actual production from. Um, right. It's kind of like John and, Campbell, right? I mean, same thing in Miami. Just not a lot of production, not much there. Right. Just going through this list here. What do they have? Uh, have they updated? What do they have, my man, uh, Ethan White at? Just curious. Uh, uh, they might have. I think, he's, I think he's in yeah, the teens. Yeah. He's an interior yeah. offensive lineman. He'd be in the teens. A 10, nice. 11. Nine. Nine. Yeah, nine's on uh, IOL. So, uh, have you, Nick, have you heard any smoke about Ethan White? Um, no, no, I really haven't. Um, I don't really see him um, returning, though. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think that we kind of thought that uh, the way that it was written last uh, last week when, when Ethan White's name got announced that uh, we just didn't see it as a as a huge possibility there. Let's give a quick shout out, though, uh, to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them on Archer Road or visit them at alumnihall.com. Uh, cold weather apparel. Um, whether it's t-shirts or well, that's not cold weather apparel, whether it's sweaters, jackets, hoodies, uh, whatever it might be, go visit our friends over at alumni hall there on Archer road, or again on alumni hall.com best place to get Florida Gators merchandise, uh, in probably the widest selection, uh, from cups to shirts, to, uh, koozies to really anything in between. So again, alumni hall.com, um, yeah, just trying to think any other Gator players that might be in uh, the um, uh, transfer portal that we want to talk about. Nick, I know that there's a name. Oh, let's talk about defensive side of the ball. Sorry, we were just on offense. That's where my mind was going. Uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, you add Caleb Banks. Uh, you add Cameron Jackson. You're oh, probably... well, well you, um, I think you you could stand to add a receiver, too, before we move off. Oh, uh, a receiver, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move off of, you know, I'm still personally waiting for a Ricky Pearsall decision. Um, he's been going back and forth between leaving and staying. Um, the rest of the room is Frazier's Henderson, um, Ty Bowman, Jamarcus Weston, Marcus Burke, Caleb Douglas, and then the three freshmen. So um, receiver is a place where you could absolutely stand to get somebody um, and get somebody quick. You think that that's a, a a now thing, or do you think that that might be a, a decision after the spring practice? You, you can wait till after spring. Um, you can see like a guy like Ricky, especially if you're getting an older guy um, yeah. who's who's played some. Yeah, because that's when they got Ricky and Ty, and I know Ty was a little yeah. different, but he was a JUCO yeah, guy, right? Yeah, being JUCO guy, yeah. Um, it, it's just a position where you can kind of plug and play uh, a little more so than – you know, uh, a center or an offensive tackle or a safety or, you know, a middle linebacker mm -hmm. where, where you're, you know, really entrusted with, you know, a lot more in terms of scheme and, and, and doing things other than receiver. It's like, Hey, here's your routes. Uh, here, here's your plays and, and don't mess it up. Yeah. And I mean, the Gators have really relied heavily on the transfer portal between, you know, Van Jefferson, Trevon Grimes, uh, uh, shorter and Pearsall, uh, to, uh, to anchor that uh, wide receiver group. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that the Gators for the first time in a while uh, have finally recruited 
in an ability to hopefully have those guys be some homegrown talent rather than having to go to the transfer portal right. uh, with uh, with the group that they got in this group. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. Um, defensive side of the ball, the Gators get some help on the defensive line. Do you think that they're done there? Because we want to talk definitely about linebacker where we think there's going to be some big movement ahead. Um. <clears throat> looking at like the line, I think we're good. We kind of talked about them a little bit um, already when we were mentioning Banks and um, and Jackson. Um, I think you could stand. You, I think you need. You probably should go after an edge rusher. Um, mm. Looking at that position, you've got Byron Antoine Pons. Pons. You there Utah you go. State, Byron Pons. I'm telling you, Utah State got some work out there. They got. He's originally from Texas. Played at Texas, transferred to Utah State, had 100 tackles the last two seasons, cut on the film. Kid's absolute animal. A lot of people not talking about him, but when you cut the film on, uh, you you want him on your campus, man. Um, What was his name again, Soap? Byron Vons. Vons with an S. V-A-U-G-H-N-S. I think I spelled that right. Byron Vons. He's an edge? Correct. Kick and play. I, I don't see him on on threes rankings, but I mean we've seen some egregious things from. Might take the holidays off. Who knows, man? <laughs> These are like new Porter guys. I don't yeah, know how yeah. updated it is, but I'm telling you, just like from production standpoint, yeah. it's some good programs like Utah State and Memphis that are losing some guys, mm-hmm. some, some some Sunday guys. <laughs> yeah, looking um, through. Oh, go, go ahead, Nick. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, going through the edge rushers here, you know, Donnell Harris is a guy that, that people have heard about. I don't, you know, expect. Yeah. To he, you know, he's made some he, visits. He, um, he also had a, he like medically retired. I don't know what the health issue was. Um, and we know how Florida is with, with, you know, health screenings and stuff. So he's a guy who like medically retired and unretired, then went in the portal. Um, and I really haven't heard much about Florida going after him. Yeah, no, a lot of these big names, like I, I think Selk made a really good point. A lot of people just remember these names from when they were being recruited and not necessarily where they're at now. Uh, when you look at edge rushers, um, uh, Randall Bothroyd from Wake Forest, they have him ranked uh, number three overall. He's undecided um, from Wyoming. Um, I'm not even going to, not even going to try Oluwase. Yeah. Show, um, App State and Virginia Tech. Definitely an interesting uh, pair there. He's number seven. Uh, Daniel Greziak uh, from Utah State. Uh, they have him between San Jose State, SMU, and maybe a few others. Uh, Donnell Harris at number where 13 is, is undecided. Where is Gilbert Edmond? Gilbert Edmond is number 38 right now. Um, Richard, sophomore out of South Carolina. Uh, again, you can take all of these rankings in, you know, with a pretty large grain of salt. He was a three-star out of high school, uh, three-star now originally from Fort Pierce, Florida. Obviously, the Gators have a lot of connections down to Fort Pierce, uh, you know, through um, – you know, on-field staffers and off-field staffers. So, you know, certainly could be a connection there. But Gilbert Edmond right now, 38th overall in edge rushers. I would remember that name. Yep. Gators are going. Um, yep. Big name to, to go after there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nick, uh, let's talk about linebackers a little bit. Maybe a name to uh, to consider. Uh, okay, maybe- name I just said, Byron, Byron Vaughn. Yeah. Notre, Dame, Notre Dame just offered. Just there you go. Right. Georgia Tech, Cal, 
Now, just like the regular recruits, watch the the, the the kids like the transfer their offer list as well. It means a little bit different. Um, but Notre Dame, yeah, Florida. I'm working on this because you haven't seen guys really announce their Florida offers. And I wonder if that's something that Florida is asking them not to, um, or maybe it's just the guys that they're talking to. Um, but it would it would be, it would certainly be helpful. Uh, any any anyone in the portal listening to the show, please tweet your Florida offers. Very, very helpful. Yeah, I think we um, talked a little bit about that last week, right? That, like, we just don't see Florida's name. Like, even, you know, Michael Tarquin – or not Michael Tarquin, sorry. Um, uh, Cameron Jackson and Caleb Banks, I don't know if they announced that they had Florida offers. No, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, moving to linebacker, though, Dan, you've, you've got – I've got five guys there right now. Um, I think I would probably project Derek Wingo, Shamar James to start. Um, you've got Terhada Mitchell, um, Scooby Williams. And that's still and not then, official, right? I mean, obviously now that Ohio no. State's out, it could be soon, but. Right, right. He, well, he's in the portal, hmm. um, but, but remained with the team. Um, he's been there five years. He'll be a grad, a six year senior linebacker. Um, only played in four games. Once he realized, I think early on in the year that he was going to get the portal. Um, kind of just sat out, did not want to waste his red shirt. His red right. shirt is what will allow him to play next year. Um, so he red shirted technically in, in 2022 and would be able to play with Florida in 2023 as his last year. Um, a guy that's been kind of productive, maybe not as productive as his high school star rating, but mm-hmm. once you get to campus, uh, your high school star rating doesn't mean much. Um, it, it, that's a position where I think you need to go out and get another guy. Um, you play two middle linebackers, you know, that inside linebacker spot, you play two. And right now you barely have a two deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some, some other names. I think Will Breland's a guy that I'd look at. He's from, um, the university of West Florida, uh, Florida fans who wanted, who was that quarterback? Who's at Western Kentucky now, but came to West Florida. Um, oh, yeah. Reed. Yeah. Reed, Reed. Yeah. Um, but a, a 220 pound linebacker from Mobile, I think Flores uh, been in contact with him. Um, I really do like, and I kind of made this, and and maybe if you guys have watched him, and maybe I'm off. I love Jaden Robinson. Yeah, um, I, I get big like Antonio Morrison, uh, Jared Davis vibes, like really, really quick laterally sideline to sideline, like and just. Guys. And just enjoys violence. Like, it, yeah. it really enjoys hitting. Um, old school kind of linebacker for me. Um, so that's kind of why I comped I comp him to those two guys, uh, those two Gator guys. Yeah, Jaden Robinson was a re- uh, uh, sorry, recently uh, named as Lake City Reporter, uh, the, uh, the newspaper up there as their defensive player of the year. I like him a lot. Good get. Uh, for the Gators, stole him from South Carolina. Gators desperately need help at linebacker. Uh, no matter how well you think that Shamar James played at times this year, or you know, can Derek Wingo live up to that high four-star, five-star potential that he had coming out of St. Thomas Aquinas? But 
The Gators desperately need help there. Uh, Nick mentioned a name, Will Breland, uh, that's out there. But again, if you look at the linebacker uh, rankings, a lot of players that are, you know, have been highly regarded coming out of of the uh, transfer portal that you're familiar with um, have already picked schools. Uh, so again, the Gators probably need to add, in my opinion, probably at least one more uh, name there. Uh, it's kind of surprised the Gators didn't go after um, Amari Gaynor. Uh, he ends up going to North Carolina uh, from Florida State. Um, but again, a lot of names. Ish Harris was a you know a popular name out of high school um, from Texas A&M. He's in the portal now. But but again, a lot of names that are out there. Uh, but again, still not seeing a ton of activity. Um, you know, in terms of linebacker names. Are you guys like surprised about this, or are you surprised that you don't hear a lot of things? I mean, kind of what no, are, what's your what's your moving. take? I yeah. just understand that's how they're moving. Like, we're not going to know exactly who they are, friend. Or, or you, you're going to have to, like, do some research and, and mm -hmm. watch the follows a little bit to see which part of the staff and personnel is, is in contact with players mm -hmm. uh, to kind of, like, read between the lines. But it's just not a, a lot of – these guys aren't sitting around with their hands under their ass. Oh, sure. Um, it's just, like, not, a lot of not information is not being said out there. But the, 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 the linebacker that's coming from the same place we just got our defensive tackle. Uh, forget his name, but Jed, whatever – there's some kids out here that can play. Uh, and mm -hmm. if you watch the follows, I know our staff is in contact with these guys. It's just mm -hmm. uh, how the fans want to get the information and how they put it out is, is probably the biggest thing right now. But I don't think there's any inactivity. I think um, they're a little bit more decisive about uh, who they want to get here. They had the defensive tackle in mind. Mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, Cameron Jackson, they had him mm -hmm. kind of dialed up. And, and even when Miami tried to pursue and, and – uh, jump in between that they were able to close in yep. fairly quickly because they had a plan uh the kid wasn't even in the portal and we already knew what's gonna happen i think there's more kids like that and i think there's <laughs> more kids as these bowl games end as well um better teams are ending ending their bowl games and as you see um they're in a lot of kids are just entering the portal whether the team are good teams or not whether they're starters or not so it's a lot of opportunity out here i think as the bowl games continue the next couple of days you're gonna see more and more into the portal and I think it being decisive and going after your guy and getting him in here at, at positions of need is more. And I'm not I'm not on the star thing in the transfer market. Mm -hmm. You got to add starters and players that contribute to your roster and, and, and come in folds of who you're trying to get these players from matter. The stars in this transfer stuff is just people caught up in like just like I said, the, the former names. Like some of these names, like Toronto Mitchell's is just like another one. I'm just like, all right, if he comes, cool, but that's just a big name that we know from the recruiting process, but I think there's more linebackers that with more productivity in the portal, man. It's, it's, it's a slew of talent, guys that can play for the University of Florida right mm -hmm. now, guys that are coveted. Uh, yeah. A lot of these dudes didn't hit the portal with, with, a, uh, with a destination in mind. They're kind of letting it play out a little bit. Um, there's plenty of time. I think people are just panicking and losing their mind over absolutely nothing right now. There's yeah. plenty, of, plenty yeah. of players and plenty of time to fill the roster out. Yeah, Nick, and I know you're on mute. I, I want to just hop in. Um, you know, Gator fans, you know, were excited about the the get of Jalen Kimber last year from Georgia. Uh, they got him on January 15th. So if we're talking about another, you know, 17 days here left of the transfer portal, uh, you know, th there's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of activity that's going to happen over the next few weeks. So I don't want Gator fans that see, you know, FSU getting a lot of big names, you know, and I think that, you know, again, if you go back to Silk's example of a lot of these are big names out of high school, you know, some of these guys are that are even highly ranked 
you know, on some of these transfer portal rankings aren't because they, in my opinion, have the most production uh, or they're going to be the best players. It's just a more of a household name or maybe a name that they were, you know, well-regarded as a four-star. Four they did pretty well at whatever school that they were at. So we're going to keep them high just because it seems like it could make sense. Um, you know, I think that, that Florida is probably going to add at least three or four more names over here in the next couple of weeks that I think that are going to be, you know, solid and, you know, contribute, you know, both players to the, to the team next year. And then you'll see how that goes, you know, against, you know, Mike Norvell's strategy of not being a great high school recruiter and trying to, you know, plug and play out of the, you know, transfer portal. But I know a lot of Gator fans are a little weary, you know, right now, cause they just got another good, you know, you know, well-regarded player out of the uh, the transfer portal uh, in the cornerback transfer from Virginia. But, you know, I think that that Florida's, probably attacking this a little bit differently than Florida state has to, uh, in terms of how they're going to build their roster for not only next year, but for the, the next coming years. Yeah. Portal God, Mike, listen, when you, when you're consistently, uh, in the twenties in high school recruiting, you better be good in the portal. Yeah. Um, it, it, it will be interesting. Like you said, Dan, like I understand the patience and, and you're going to always look at Florida state or Miami or what are, what are our rivals doing? Where are these guys who, I, I remember their name because I they followed their recruitment, and then you know you just get tied to guys. But like John Grenard was like okay, he was a good yeah. player at Louisville. Um, gets to Florida, has a healthy season, new environment, new atmosphere. Is just crazy. a monster. Is a monster. Mm -hmm. um, Hendon Hooker was like whatever. He was just okay at Virginia Tech. Goes to Tennessee. Heisman was in the Heisman race until getting hurt. Mm -hmm. You never know how a guy is going to, or or how much just a change of scenery might affect a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, a different scheme, getting in, getting a new coaching staff, getting getting coached maybe even the same way, but hearing it differently from a different voice, and how that can affect and change a player. So, you know, like I'm not high on Caleb Banks. Maybe Caleb Banks shows up and and is a stud, a start, and ends up being a starter. Like I, I don't see it right now, but. You don't know what you're going to get out of the transfer portal. I'm interested in Caleb Banks because, like, all the, in the lack of film and even, even like, there's not a lot, whole lot out there about him, but SEC programs were, were offering this kid. Yeah. So that's, that that just intrigues me. You know what I'm saying? I know that's because of practice film they're putting out there. And sure. people had to lock – and these staffs are calling other staffs as well mm -hmm. once they're in the portal to see, you know, what's what. But I am – um the offers just mean a lot. Like who, who, who are after these kids? And it's a different vibe than than transferring um, years ago. Now it's a, it's kids that are from successful programs that are playing really well in transferring. Like I was saying at Memphis and Utah mm -hmm. State and a lot of these other schools, they had good years and their, and their players are like you know I want to go to a better situation to improve my draft stock. Uh, so that type of transfer is a little bit different. Quarterback is usually where you're getting that transfer that's trying to uh, you know rebuild his and the depth charts there a little bit unfriendly uh with that position uh but second chances with a quarterback's a different era bro um and i'm not saying that mercy's gonna turn things around but there's there's nothing you look at these other guys bro like bo nicks man i got bo nicks legendary tweets out there about bo nicks man yeah. some, some some hilarious work um and he wasn't perfect and he did play in the pack 12 but you can see the improvement even though he's about 30 mm -hmm. years old uh, the best quarterbacks in college football were probably the older guys. So um, some of these yeah. guys got COVID years. Uh, who Mertz played for in Wisconsin was Paul Chris. You know, he he, he was in a, in, a, in a shit show of a situation when it pertains to quarterback development and offense was just Stone Age offense. So 
there's a lot to be seen with and a lot a lot of unknowns with the transfer mm. portal. It's just like regular recruiting when it comes down to offers and who I'm trying to get yep. this guy from. Um, my man Cameron Jackson was down to us, LSU, Miami type vibe. So, you you, you know, um, this kid could play. Mm-hmm. He's leaving Memphis. He's got tape out there as well. But anywho, I don't know how I got there. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, well, let's speaking of let's let's parlay this into a, a recruiting conversation on the, the high school ranks. Um, but as always, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. If you saw Ben Chase, he was recently at the ben. Fiesta Bowl wearing his uh, TCU a sweatshirt that said "Frogs" on it from Home Field Apparel. Uh, if you're looking for things like that, over 70 schools, they added about 30 of them uh, this year. If you're looking for sweaters, t-shirts, uh, any sort of vintage wear of your University of Florida Gators or maybe an alma mater of a friend, family member, spouse, whoever it might be, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word, and you will get 15% off of your order. Uh, again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. All right, so we are in. Uh, All American game week, uh, and right now uh, real we quick, are real quick. A- I do want to yeah, read Rob's take. Rob, that's a fair take too. But the issue is our staff haven't shown that they can develop guys on defense, so I don't have any hope. You should have like, don't give up hope. But I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Uh, I we didn't bring any defensive guys over from Louisiana, and neither, right? Mm-hmm. I think we wanted a couple, but we didn't. We're yeah, I think able we to wanted the quarterback, our cornerback. Pardon me, that went to. Uh, to LSU, um, whose name I'm forgetting right now, uh, but I don't think that there was a lot of activity from from that defensive side of the ball. Right. Um, but the Under Armour All American Game is happening uh, in Orlando this week. Uh, we have uh, the Gators with, I believe, ten different players that will be at that uh, tie game, bro. Yep. Uh, so let's see a dozen. I'm sorry, it's a, it's 12 uh, total that we'll be playing in All American games. Uh, 10 in the Under Armour game. That will be uh, quarterback Jalen Jaden Rashad. Pardon me, uh, Eugene Wilson, who will not be uh, participating, but is there uh, and is considered an All American. Uh, offensive lineman Nigel Harris, who is playing uh, center, I believe. Roger Kearney, who is playing uh, defensive lineman Kelby Collins and Will Norman. Will Norman's having himself a week as well uh defensive backs Dijon Johnson who is not participating but is still an all-american uh Sharif Denson who's playing well Jakeem Jackson who is holding it down him uh, and Jordan Castell are all there as well uh and in the let's see so uh, so you're giving him you're giving him a pronoun you're giving Jakeem him. a pronoun he, he is I got, him. Him, I got him on him watch him watch okay no, him we, watch, need a, we need we need we need a weekly segment and if you want to sponsor it let us know but it's silks silks him watch him watch him, him watch, watch of the week. a lot of that a lot of that spring and then we got our, our evals of the new uh 2024 class and whatnot but jakeem is on him watch i think he's going to be on the level of uh, the janoris joe hayden type vibes and they got the campus man we'll see what's up but i think very highly of this kid yeah, no. Uh, and Caden Jones is there as well. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about them. Uh, Jakeem Jackson right now having probably about as strong of a tournament uh, practice as you're going to have, uh, making some uh, some great interceptions, some great PBUs. Uh, I've said it multiple times, and this is one from Jay Rashada, baby. 
Yeah, uh, a touchdown and a pick. Um, yeah, by the way, but pick, he, yeah. he caught a caught a touchdown. That was pretty some, fly. Some, some Travis Hunter vibes. Jaden Rashad has put the ball um accurate uh and uh, on the deep ball there for Jaden Rashada. Uh, Jakeem Jackson. I'm going to say this. I said this even before Carmine McLean announced where he was going. So no sour grapes here. Uh, that I have been told that some regard. Uh, Jakeem Jackson as the best cornerback uh, in the country, at least in the state of Florida, uh, going no. into next season out of high school. No, that what? you're just uh, you're just a salty Gator fan, Dan. That's it. Said a week, you're no, just said a months ago, Nick. They're just drinking your tears, Dan. That's what they're doing. Well, all I know is you here, know Jakeem Jackson <laughs> didn't get burned on a play and then just quit for the entire week. So that's just mm. uh, mm. you know. Our um, mm-hmm. we had a. We just had a report come out from on three. Dave Rashad has dropped a dime, man. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. And another thing too, who I'm high on, like don't don't take that as like anything as gold or anything. I just I'm, I'm a podcast. I'm a fanatic at the same time. But I wasn't. I wasn't that high on Jay Rashad. I didn't see what the hype was all about. I'm starting to learn what the hype is a little is about a little bit a little bit this week. Um, he's dropping some dimes out the sky. It seems seems a really accurate deep ball. Um. For me, you just got you got to put on weight. Like he's he's uh, he's thin. Um, yeah. Got to put on some weight. Um, I think the reports I was reading out of Under Armour and, and talking to Corey Bender, um, just maybe when the pocket isn't clean, uh, get, you know the accuracy isn't there when he has to move. I mean, listen, you're 18 years old. You you got a long way to go in terms of development. Um, but on on Silk's Jakeem note. Um, our Charles Powers on three just posted his top five players from Sunday's practice, and Jakeem was number three. Um, so he's been the top defensive back for team speed. Um, also, I forget too. So, like, he's he was like played a lot of wide receiver, might still be like new, new. Yeah, I think this is only his second year, right? I think he, I think he, um, took, he took, he took, uh, uh, uh. Unnamed player up through that when they played Lakeland uh, at receiver. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, Shaquem ah. got got off on that game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely is that a, is that, is that, Kat, is that is that Kathleen High School in, in Lakeland or was it no, 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 the no, other no, no. the one that Ahmad works at? Um, oh, okay, okay. Nah, him, Keem Jackson don't care. Him, Keem Jackson. Yeah, bad coaching. Him, Keem Jackson. That's his name now, bro. Him, Keem. <laughs> yeah. uh, him, um, that's a wild ass name. So, <laughs> him. Uh, <laughs> so Sunday, uh, so Sunday, um, they wrote he won most of his one one reps. Locked horns with a five star tight end, Deuce Robinson, in the end zone. Came away with a pick after jumping uh, the route. Him, Keem. Uh, you know, having been a two way guy, you're going to be able to focus now um, just in on cornerback at Florida. Get to work under oh. Corey Raymond. Learn under Corey Raymond. Um, very high on him as well. Maybe not as high as, as Silk, but I mean, Silk's Silk might be his uncle. I don't even know what's happening here. The way the way Silk's got this man. I don't lie about DBs. I don't lie about DBs. Okay, man. I stand on it. Uh, uh, what, what do you think about Sharif Denson out there? What's the word on my man Sharif? Uh, I want to talk about the article that he had with somebody. Uh, I think it was the athletic. Yeah, the athletic. Yeah. Yeah. The athletic. Uh, but what, how's Sharif looking out there? Um, I, I think Corey's Corey's liked him uh, a little bit. We should should have gotten Corey on the show. Yeah, good. good I, I good, know good, that Nick. he's had a couple uh, PBUs. Let me see if I can set them out. Up. I don't have the information for you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah, um, Deuce. 
Let me see if I can't find it. Silk. Um, I do physically. Both of them guys look impressive. Um, I was watching the interviews and watching the photos from uh, this week, and, and physically, man, they just look uh, the part. Uh, and then once the film come on, you'll see what's what. But both of those guys look like they're ready. I'm not. I'm not one that's ready to go crazy corner heavy in the portal. I think uh, what we got on campus with uh, Kimber. I think he was mm-hmm. would have had a better season had it, had his hand not been in the cast. Uh, Devin Moore is going to be a possible All-American out there. He's very good. Um, he he got injured as well. With those two coming back health, uh, and they're healthy, you got Marshall. And then these freshmen, I think, could play. Uh, I, I don't think we got to go. I wouldn't mind getting one, but I don't think we got to even go in the portal four corner to be real with you. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Pulling up Sharif Denson here. Um, nice little PBU here. Um, would have liked to see his head get around, but still knocked the ball there uh, out at the end uh, right there. And then here uh, forces the QB to go through uh, some progressions and throws um, a pick. Footwork is just it's just fire. I'm gonna be real with you. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of uh, his just drills and a lot of like camp stuff and the workouts out there. His footwork, I don't know who he's working with, but he has very good footwork. Uh, from a maturity standpoint, uh, I don't have that article from the athletic, but uh, yeah, hearing his article and him articulate himself and how he handled the process, a very mature guy. I think he's going to play early as well in that secondary. Um, and I think the expectations for him to start out at the nickel spot and then possibly move out from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, G. Allen Taylor, who writes for the athletic, uh, friend of the program, uh, wrote an article uh, about Sharif Denson, about uh, NIL, uh, about the Under Armour uh, All-American game, about culture, uh, a couple different things. Silk, you, uh, I'll, I'll kind of run through. Uh, Sharif Denson and Trevis Johnson, who did enter the portal, um, were roommates over there at Bartram Trail in Jacksonville. Uh, but uh, originally, uh, he's ranked as the 228th nationally best player, and I'm going to try to see where Nick is, uh, so I'm going to be bouncing screens back and forth. Um 228th national player on the 247 composite uh, among nine Gator signees invited to the Under Armour All-American game. I uh, picked up the, um, let me see, sorry. Uh, Talked a little bit about NIL strategy at Florida. It uh, doesn't feel like Miami's NIL strategy is uh, is strong and that doesn't, you know, th- there's not much more to it other than uh, offering money. He said, um, I feel like over a long period of time, Florida's going to be able to have stability and be a good program. I don't know if I can say the same about Miami. At Miami, the NIL factor is so big, you just don't know if they're going to drop out or how much money they have. But I know at UF, what they say you're going to get, you're really going to get, seems uh, like a pretty important quote uh, to me. Um <laughs> But certainly, I uh, got some Miami fans uh, irate there. Um, when talking Believe about the kids, man. Believe yep. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> when talking about Cormani McLean, he said, dude, is just a different guy. At one point, he was a Florida lock, and then he was a Miami commit. Uh, but now he's not going. I hope the best for him because that's my friend. But uh, he's just got to go somewhere and work. That's the only way you can get what you uh, want there. Uh, he mentioned that he is being uh, coached by Patrick Tony, pardon me. Uh, to play in the nickel position, and then by uh, Corey Raymond uh, as an outside, or I mean, Jesus, an outside cornerback there. 
Um, but anything else from this article uh, that you guys found interesting or anything else about the Under Armour All-American game that we can uh, chat about? Uh, Eric, uh, oh, uh, hey, the, this whole week's kind of weird. Like the, the last Under Armour week I went to was like the Dalvin Cook year. Um, and like early sign days like changed just like the attention on this week because yeah. now – all these dudes are signed, but it gives you the opportunity. Like Florida, this is like the Florida Bama recruit signee showcase game. They've Bama's got twelve, Florida's got ten, um, yes, and uh, and dudes are showing out. But I kind of miss the 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 drama and the attention. I feel like these these uh, all American games have kind of lost some of the allure sure. because because all these guys are now signed. Um, you know, it used to be like. Hey, Florida's, Florida's got five guys in this, and they've got four targets. Um, mm. How many can you get? I think I think we've lost some of the kind of the, the shine on these All American games because of the early signing period. Where yeah, do and- Ben? Where, where in the world is Ben Chase? Where is Ben Chase? Caden uh, Jones, again, we talked a little bit about it. Will it be announcing where he's going? Uh, he is between Florida and Texas A&M. Uh, every oh, player, I, I, I think, but Najee Harris are on team speed. I had to take about that article. I think now we can all like look at that a little rational, right? Uh, Cromani's recruitment. Um, outside of what Sharif Denson said uh, regarding Miami, the NIL uh, process, uh, you can see how a young kid could be lured, lured, lured in all of that uh, and how they approached him with uh, – sure. he said they, didn't even, they wasn't even showing up to his practice in the spring uh, game and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they were just offering money. So – uh, you could tell it wasn't like a, a, a culture of recruiting to get these kids. And I think Rashada's went down the same way when they got him. It was more of a uh, less e- – it's an ego thing going on between these guys. And I think Ruiz is trying to go after a lot of people that Florida's want. I don't even know if it's Mario want these guys. A lot of time it's some ego stuff going on. But I think in hindsight, we can see uh, a lot of people blame the staff on like missing a gator lock and, and all of this. And there was a lot of bad PR around missing Carmine McClain. But as all the drama has played out, uh, we get to see a lot of just like character in, in all of this, right? Um, and, and the guys that stuck, they speak it on the same thing. This is not coming from your favorite podcaster, it's not coming from the University of Florida, this is coming from his peers. In that article, Denson said, I'm his friend, um, but I think he has a lot of going on and just wasn't wasn't buying it. So, um, shout out to Denson just for you know going his own route, doing his own thing, standing on his own, too. Um, yeah. we got some good defensive backs in that room, some guys that with some, some, there's coming here to be a culture, not coming here for a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of other great things, uh, being said here, um, by, uh, by players that are there. Najee Harris said, uh, that I for sure wasn't going to Florida when talking about if Dan Mullen was still a coach, they weren't uh, going to be <laughs> in my top schools. Uh, situation abruptly changed with Billy Napier, uh, saying that he's a lot more genuine. Uh, and I've seen what they, what they've done with Osiris Torrance and the guys from the, uh, university of Louisiana that they put in the NFL. Uh, Roger Kearney said, we're all like-minded. We all want to be great. There are some guys, uh, in the recruiting process who don't have the same type of goals. Um, and let's see, he talked about wanting to recruit, uh, King Jones, who, like I said, is going to be announcing his commitment, uh, at the game, uh, there in, um, uh, Orlando. He's the Adidas game. Oh, I'm sorry. He's at the Adidas game. You're right. Um, 
And let's see. I don't see much else to talk about in this game. Will Norman is a guy who I think has shown out quite a bit more than than maybe fans had expected out of him. You know, he was called, you know, overweight or needed to fix his body up a bit. Maybe a little bit lazy by some people. Say what? BBL. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he comes in and is having a great uh, a great week there in Orlando as well. So Will Norman, a guy that uh, you know committed to the Gators a while ago, uh, kind of did his recruiting uh, under the radar there. Had originally committed to I believe UCF, um, but uh, you know comes in and, and is having a good week there in Orlando. So we'll uh, we'll see how he uh, does. Um, he, dropped, he dropped quite a bit in his rankings, quite and a bit. even even. I think most of us behind the scenes were kind of questioning, like I know most of his uh, recruiting stuff was on like potential and ceiling of what of what he could be, but um, seeing him produce out there this week with with all those studs uh, is, is definitely impressive. I was Absolutely. I wasn't expecting that. I was one of those ones that thought he needed more developing and wasn't you know that ready to to compete on that level, but clearly he is, man. So that's a good sign. It's a great sign. Uh, and finally, in recruiting. Uh, Cornerback Charles Lester, the third named his top five. He's at a Riverview High in Sarasota, uh, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, and Ohio State are those. And then, uh, Nick, you just dropped one in there uh, for Stacy Gage, running back out of Wharton High School uh, there in Tampa, Florida, class of 2024. Um, four-star guy, uh, depending on where you're looking, high four-star or uh, mid-four-star, depending on uh, the website. But he just announced his top eight of Florida, Miami, Penn State, Oklahoma, where he has a couple crystal balls, uh, Ohio State, Alabama, South Carolina, and Dion's Colorado Buffaloes. Who's the one, Silk, the uh, ING running back, 24? Uh, Jared Gibson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I think I think if we're looking at the twenty four class this next cycle, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a two running back class for sure. Yeah, Jared Gibson got- guy previously committed to Florida. Mm-hmm. We already we already got a running back uh, for twenty four five six one. Uh, yes, the Gators do have. Sorry, let me just pull this up so I don't misspeak uh, on everything that he has. Uh, yep, the Gators have uh, Chauncey Bowens from the Benjamin School uh, in North Palm Beach. Uh, he's a four-star guy uh, there. So I still think big that the body Gators- bins, Nick. <laughs> True, bro. I'm telling you, man, that kid, that kid can play some football, man. Uh, downhill running, that's uh... for his size. Good work there, man. That's uh Kyrie's old school, right? Kyrie, uh Jordan Travis. Elam. They get a couple every they get a couple studs out the city. How old is Jordan Travis? Um 34. I went to high school with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't know. He, he graduated the same year as Kyrie. And he's about to play okay. another year in college. Think Jeez, about that. Yeah. Um, we did get a super chat question. Uh, happy New Year! Would you take a ten and two season with a twelfth ranked twenty four class, or a five and seven season with a top three class? Ten and two season. This coming year. Coming class. year. Yeah, this upcoming year. 
It's the thing. I think like you try. You got so many dynamics to put in that. But I'm just gonna be keeping it being honest. <clears> they should be enjoying their ten win season, right? And them people don't have any, much, a lot to celebrate in the last like since Jimbo left, right? It's been a minute, so they should be celebrating that. But as somebody that had Dan Mullen and ten wins and finishing and 12, 13 and recruiting, uh, not beating and, and and not seeing a way for us to get to you know the level where we compete for national championships, bro. Uh, no, I, I, I just don't want a 24-ring class, man. Uh, I don't want a subpar recruiter. I got a mediocre, recru- mediocre recruiter. I know I'm dead in the water in college football. You just can't. Yeah. Well, this would be a 12th-ranked class in the class of 2024. Not the 24-ranked class. 12th-ranked. 10-2, and 12th-ranked class, or 5-7 and seven in top three class. Oh, 10-2, 12th? Yeah, twenty four class. So you, I think, I think what he's saying is, he's saying, would you rather have Florida go ten and two next year with the twelfth ranked class for the twenty twenty four cycle, or go five and seven and have a top three class for a top three class? Give me five and seven for a top three class. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Hmm. I don't want no 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 twelfth ranked class. You're just not closing the gap on on Georgia and getting where you need to be. You seen Georgia play last night, bro? They got killers everywhere. Yeah. Stetson Bennett, I'm gonna give him his props because he's one of the best college football quarterbacks. Like just on paper, you gotta give Stop him his props, it. right? Yep. On Stop paper, it. hey man, that's why. I'm just saying, on paper, he's one of them <laughs> guys, dog. Like as far as accomplishment, he played with the the, the, the Avengers and shit, but he, he got some accomplishments. <laughs> he, you you able to get a mailman, a guy walk on quarterback, and surround him with just absolute dogs, man. Mm-hmm. The best athletes in college football. It, when, when Georgia was down, I just knew they was going to win that game. I didn't get out and tweet because I was like, bruh, unless they go up three scores, <laughs> it's like Georgia's going to pull this out, man, because they just got guys, Arian Smith, like killers, that's been running crazy 100-meter times, and that's the type of stuff we got to get in here. If not, bro, you just you just not doing anything. You're celebrating the shit that Florida State celebrating, uh, dropping confetti in Orlando for meaningless games. Mm. Nick, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I think, I think so. Well, my my uh, my realistic thought is that Florida is, that's not a ten win team. That's not a ten win roster. Um, Jesus, in every like in pads. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. No, if you if you've if you've got if you've got Florida winning ten games next year, we need to we need to schedule an intervention because uh, sure. there might be some substances in your life uh, <laughs> that. You need, but everything Silk said is exactly what you need. You're not catching Georgia. A ten and two might be fool's gold. Sure, yeah. okay, cool. You ten and two just missed the SEC East, uh, just missed the SEC East championship. Look, Billy's building. Billy's building. That 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 twelfth ranked class isn't catching Texas or Texas A and M. Isn't catching LSU, Georgia, Alabama. You need to start landing and getting classes that are on par or better than the teams you're trying to chase. If you're, if you're on par with the teams you're trying to chase, you might not be catching them. You might have to out-recruit them a couple yeah. of years. Georgia right. doesn't look like the Avengers just because they've had a good recruiting class. Uh, Georgia looks like the Avengers because Kirby had three straight number one recruiting classes, four mm-hmm. out of five. Um, so Florida is in, and, and I don't know if fans want to hear this, like 2022 might've been year zero. Like, this is a longer rebuild, that I think, than a lot of us want to admit. Yeah. 
No, I, I think I agree with both of you. You've got to be able to close a gap at some point, and I'd rather have some uh, some opportunities to enjoy the boat or to enjoy doing other things rather than hoping that my team wins. And um, you know, you give me that false sense of security. We've seen the false sense of security for the last few years, and what that can mean and building a program for the long haul. But boys, um, unless you guys have anything else, uh, I think I have song of the week, and um, we'll get out of here and celebrate the rest of our New Year's Day. No, that's it, man. I don't think I have anything else, man. I got a logo talk coming. I do want to get like a real, a real like uh, uh who I like in the portal. Um, because I, I started digging. Uh, there's some names out there, but until then, man, a happy new year to everybody. Be safe. All right. Nick, what you got? I'm I'm just chilling. I gotta drive back up to uh I'll be like Dan. I'll be in the car tomorrow on the way back up to, to lovely Gainesville. Uh, I'm wearing a hoodie, but like where you at? Winter died. Winter died in South Florida. I'm down in Weston at the parents' house. Oh, that's right. You came down south. Nice. Mm. All right. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, well, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Another great year ahead for Stadium and Gale. A lot of guests. I know a lot of you guys have been asking for interviews and things of that nature. We are going to be working on building out a ton of new guests to uh, to bring on to the show uh, in the off season here. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will be back to recording on Mondays next week. Uh, and then I want to give a quick uh, shout out to my boy, Zach Bryan, not really boys in real life just yet, but uh, as you guys know, <laughs> just yet. Uh, I I've been, uh, been pumping his tires for years now. I uh, was active duty military for, uh, I think about six years, just retired last year. Um, What's pumping his tires? Where's that come from? It just it, well, I got it from like playing. I, it was just like a hockey thing that we use, but just pumping his tires means just you know just gassing him up. Ego. Yeah, gassing him up, feeding his ego a bit. Um, but uh, Zach Bryan is uh, on tour full time now. Uh, he was perform. He did his first performance at Red Rocks uh, last last spring, I believe. Um, and, uh, he entitled that live album that he performed there from Red Rocks called all my homies hate Ticketmaster." Uh, so because of Zach Bryan, um, the first song that introduced me to him years ago was a song called heading South. So we'll play heading South by Zach Bryan and boys. We'll see you guys at the same corner, same time next week, same corner, Nicholas, different time next week. Nicholas Mertz said he'll see you when you get to Gainesville, Nick. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm catching fades. I'm catching fades in the comments. <laughs> I can see it. Finally. Mertz Hive, man. Mertz Hive is live, baby. I love yeah. it. Same corner, same time. Same corner, same time. We'll see you boys next week. a dreamer and he flew so high and proud in a world full of people out cut his young ass down no one ever understood a single word he said and they cast him to the wolves when he wasn't well and fed boys we've got a riser a riser in our midst he will get the last lap, it's the last thing he did And he used to roll around in that red dirt mud but now he's skipping town and that riser's out for blood
Don't stop going, going south Cause they'll let you play music real damn loud Don't stop heading, heading south Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth And that boy, he called his daddy to tell him what he did As the master screamed the lyrics of a messed up kid And then he told that old man he was never coming back To be cut down again in a town like that And he surely came to learn people come to watch you fall But he's out to make a name and a fool out of them all They'll never understand that boy and his kind All they comprehend is a fucking dollar sign So don't stop going, going south Cause they'll let you play your music real damn loud Don't stop heading, heading south Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth Don't stop going Going south, they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth. Don't stop going, going south, cause they'll let you scream your music.